0: everyone and welcome to another episode of hosted. As you all know, this is a podcast that provides an opportunity for hosts to be on the other side of the conversation for once. And today we have Dan Cumberland. He is the host of the Meaning Movement podcast. This is a pretty cool podcast and if you haven't tuned in, you absolutely should. You will learn how to rediscover your passion, avoid Burnout and do work that you love. That sounds just incredible. Um, beyond the podcast, Dan also is the founder of the Meaning Movement, which we'll get into a little bit more during this conversation. Kind of talk about the what um, what different areas you touch throughout the, that organization. Um, you, Dan, is a product strategist at Nine to Three. He is also the co-founder of Video Snap. And the co founder of Trust Scout. And he also volunteers for, all right, Dan, you're going to have to jump in here. The Carbon Almanac. The Carbon Almanac. Which is
1: a book and project all around sustainability, uh, started by Seth Godin.
0: That's so cool. I can't wait to hear a little bit more about that as well. Dan, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I already feel like just so, just such a calm and peaceful entrance into the conversation that you set up here. So thank you for that. And thank you for the space you're making here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you've been podcasting since 2019. Is that correct?
1: No, even further back, uh, tw- maybe either end of 2017, uh, maybe, maybe in 2016. Um, okay I can't I all blurs together but yeah it's been a while it's It's been a while my oldest child who is seven so um, about seven years
0: (laughs) which is rare for the podcasting world yeah
1: yeah and I have had a you know it's been it's been a journey and I know we'll, we'll get into some of it but like kind of taken it in in somewhat you could you could uh, describe it as fits and starts uh, maybe in the negative um way or maybe is more of like seasons of being on and seasons of being off in a more positive spin on that um so but i have been at it for a while
0: i get that i mean podcasting is a pretty pretty big lift and yes. i and i think that that happens to many and yes. and really kind of like figuring out like, oh, I feel like a lot of people start a podcast and then they take a hard look and they're like, is this the direction that I want this to be going? And then maybe reinvent.
1: Yes. The show. Yes. Is oh, that, yes. Does that sound? Oh man, I've been, I've been there. I am there currently. Like, yes, again and again. Um, you're exactly right.
0: So did you start off? So in 2016, 2017, whenever, whenever that was, was it mm-hmm. the meaning movement podcast or was it something
1: else? It started this podcast. Started as the Meaning Movement. I had another one that had a very short um, run before that, which was kind of my my start, I guess. Um, that was all about entrepreneur. Uh, it was called Startup with Kids. It was about entrepreneurs and parents helping parents balance kind of that trade. Which is kind of like I've come full circle a little bit where I am now with the Meaning Movement on that. Um, but at the time when I started the Meaning Movement, it was yeah, still still very similar like themes of, of fulfillment and purpose. But more directed towards uh, career stories and and thinking more more in line of our demographic being the listener demographic being people who are thinking about career transitions. To now, it's focused more um, and this kind of a transition I have been in in the last year, towards entrepreneurs and towards you know helping people build businesses that we can love for the long haul, as I like to to frame it. So, yeah.
0: And do you still pull in aspects of the of the original concept into your conversation? Yeah, I mean
1: all all is very much like it's the same questions that are just the questions that fascinate me about. I think it, at its core, so what, is it, what does it mean to be human, but applied to uh, instead of these existential questions of of why do I exist? Why am I here? Um, maybe a, a more accessible question of um, what do I want from this season of life, from this business, you know, that kind of a, a Venn diagram of personal goals and business goals, if that makes sense. And that's kind yeah. of where I focus I focus the work with the, with the show. And do you
0: find that, I mean, this is kind of a, this is a little bit of a deeper question, but we're going to get into it
1: right here, right now. Uh Um,
0: But do you see a common thread amongst a lot of folks that you, that you're interviewing? Is it, do yes at its core, do you feel like people kind of all want relatively the same sort of things?
1: Yes. I, I, there are four, four areas broadly of, of meaning that people, um, Where you find meaning in the things that you do, which you can think about that in terms of work, you can think about that in terms of entrepreneurship, you can think of that in in terms of just applying yourself to things that you care about. And those are, they all start with Ps, because at one time in my life, I was a pastor, so everything has to alliterate. (laughs) It's the people, the people that you work with, that you work for, colleagues, employees, uh, employers, um, managers, uh, managees. Um, the people the process which is the the day in day out of just doing the work it's easiest to kind of imagine that as like you know, maybe a developer that just loves to code a, a writer who just loves to write or whatever but it's the day in just the, the the process required the deep work in a lot of for a lot of us um the product which is the impact and that's often the first place we we start thinking when especially around career about meaningful careers is is you know helping professions and um you know Things that are making the world a better place, um, and at, at the highest level, you know, that's, it's easy to say, you know, you, nonprofit work, helping professions, but more broadly than that, smaller impacts within your organization, smaller impacts within even your part of your organization. Um, so that's the, that's the uh, the product of your work, and then the last piece is um, is profit, or you could also frame it as payoff. Um, it's and it's what you get from. Doing that, which is you know, uh, the easiest thing to point out is you know money if it's if it's a job, but it's more than that. It's lifestyle, it's connections, it's um, all the other things that line up with hopefully in in line with your values. And out of those four categories, every every work iteration, whether that be a business that you're starting or a, a job that you have is some mix of uh you know if you were to score all of those categories from low to high satisfaction it's always a blend but like the ideal would be like yes yeah, is 10 10 10 10 10 out of 10 all the way down and that's you know would be the most satisfying you know role um work outlet um possible but to go back all the way to your question i think people you know love love to be contributing in um to to things that matter to them and mm-hmm. broadly those are the things that the things that matter to them line up in those categories.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I yeah, in an ideal scenario, you're you're hitting all 10. Yeah. All four at level yes. 10. Yes. Where do you think people are shorting themselves or like in your conversations? Do you feel yes. is there some is there a place that people tend to
1: well, short a great themselves question. a bit? I think it varies based on um a lot of times family of origin um mm-hmm. often there's like we have one thing that we think about and that's the goal and so maybe it's i just need to provide for my family i'm just going to optimize for income and then the yes the, the rest just kind of get thrown out the window mm-hmm. um but then it can also be the total um flip-flop of that where it's something this this happens a lot and a lot of people find me in this space where uh they're in a place where they're burnt out because they've been giving everything to make an impact. So like that that product piece, they're especially in the helping profession, especially in nonprofits, they're in in roles that are under-resourced, where they're trying to do good in the world. And because of that, it's just the the burnout rate is so high because it's low on all the other those other categories of so the and there's a lack of balance. Um and so it really, it really, it varies. Um, but those are the two biggest that I feel like, you know, are maybe on opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, one person just doing it for the money, the other person's just doing it for for the for the meaning, for the the impact. Um, and both, you know, can lack balance.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting to have just that, those extreme. But those are usually, and that makes sense. I mean, I think that that's what I would say as well. Like what I hear from most people is where they're, they're kind of shorting themselves a bit. So is this, you know, kind of thinking about the meaning movement and, and what it's an organization that's, that serves a lot of, a lot of different areas. And is that kind of the core is, is focusing on those, those four P's?
1: Yeah, that's that's a, w- one of my frameworks that i've I've developed um and pr- one of the primary kind of entry points into the into the conversation um the way that it has I guess how it has helped people how we have helped people and uh, mostly it's mostly it's me it's it's you know me and a small a small team of of um other folks that come alongside um alongside me um but through a, a couple different offerings first it was the for for a long time it was one-on-one sessions. I would do with people coaching around career change which then transitioned into the calling course which was a course all just like it sounds all around what are you going to do with your life those same kind of big questions and then more recently in the last year i've transitioned that towards an accelerator that i'm uh, piloting right now starting in a couple of weeks called the the working title is bootstrap without burnout um i'm not i'm not totally sold on the ty- the, the idea of bootstrap because i think there is some some it, bootstrap just implies Uh, I think underfunded, that's the, that's kind of what it comes, comes to mind. And that's not necessarily the case, but like self, mostly self-funded founders, entrepreneurs who are finding that balance between doing what they, doing what they love and living a life that they love. Um, And so, uh, so yeah, those are some of the iterations all following the same framework, which is really, you know, the, the four Ps are part of it, as well as the process that I lead people through. In understanding who we are, how we've come to be who we are, and then what are the themes of meaning that we can then follow into um fo- kind of follow those threads into the future to set goals and move in directions that are personally fulfilling and and um yeah and, and meaningful to us. I see
0: a pretty significant evolution here from where you started. I know, I just, right? And 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 following, I, I guess the path of the people who have been with you and in your organization and kind of meeting them where they are Mm -hmm. in their journey. And here they are at this place where now they're like ready to, to push forward with whatever it is that they've identified as their calling. Yes.
1: Yes. It's partly, it it is that like partly just kind of following the needs of, of my target demographic part, part of it too, is like really taking these big abstract ideas and finding more tangible hooks to hang them on if that makes Mm -hmm. sense yeah um as much as i think everybody in the world needs to think about you know why do i exist and why why was i you know why was i born um it's really hard to get people to pay you to help them ask questions that they don't want to ask in the first place you know Mm -hmm. um like those are hard questions and so to find other entries into that conversation has kind of been um you know some of that evolution just from my own standpoint of like okay how can I make this a more sustainable venture for me personally, um, which also means, you know, making it a more of a contributing factor to our, to the the portfolio of businesses that I'm, that I'm building. Um, and so that's, that's also, you know, kind of guided that question um, of, you know, what's next and how do I help people um, more in this way?
0: And has your podcast kind of helped open up dialogue there? I mean, open up uncomfortable places that people don't necessarily like to go but yes yeah.
1: yes and that's what, what is really interesting is you know the just the role of um yeah of interviews in that process that sometimes there just are there are guests that um that are just ready to go and they' and you have amazing conversations with them and then others that and this is one of maybe my 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 pet peeves of, of of uh some some guests that just have their talking points and they just won't get off of them yeah which is like all fine and well but it's just not the right thing for my for, for my show and that's something that we're um, reconsidering and thinking about right now is what is the role of guesting in our in our strategy mm-hmm. um, but broadly the, the podcast has opened up a lot of doors primarily um just connections and I think it's just been an incredible tool for for building. It's hard to extract like what's the podcast versus what's the the you know the the meaning movement and the email list because they you know they cross-pollinate you know pretty well. Um but I've I've gotten to know all kinds of great people all around the world doing interesting things that at times I get to collaborate with. Um my co-host on the show, Raj Lula, as of this last season. He's he's joined me as a kind of interim co-host, and, and we will be um he'll be with me more in the coming season. Um but he, I met him through the you know through the show. Um, he, he responded to one of my emails, and I don't know over years of just kind of pinging back and forth, just kind of developed a, a friendship, and that's gone on to be collab, you know, to lead to collaborations, and um, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, so many, so many opportunities that that have have resulted, and I, I think that that's what's been the most surprising, and at times the most um, challenging too, is that. Um, like growth is slow and hard by the numbers, both mm-hmm. listenership and, you know, uh, revenue, but the growth that's um, easier to measure and, um, or at least, at least feel, uh, maybe harder to measure in quantifiable numbers is, is relationships and is the network and the people that you get to meet along the way. Um, and so, and that's kind of surprising to me when I, you know, started years and years ago, I thought... To do the work and the people come and then it's going to be great. And, um, and it's, you know, it's just, it's a slow, it's a bit of a, uh, a bit of a, I don't know. It's a commitment, you know, it's, it's a, a commitment to, to stay and to keep producing, um, and finding pace, um, over time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I hear that from everyone, you know, I think it's, it's really hard to, when you first start podcasting, th- there's this idea that, you know, you're going to have you know, millions of listeners and um it, it's just if you focus on that you're going to be very disappointed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but the other the I think the more powerful outcomes of podcasting are the are is just what what you just talked about. It's those yes. relationships that you yes. end up stumbling upon really Mm -hmm. i mean things that you never i've reached out to folks who i just really enjoyed their podcast or enjoyed a guest that they had on i have no agenda i just wanted to tell them thank you yes thank you that was a great conversation and then that just opens the door for more conversation we end up like having dialogue back and forth, sometimes Uh the same thing, like we'll do business together, but it was a very, like, that was never my intention going into it is, it was really just to say, I really appreciated that conversation and loved hearing your story. And, um, so it's just, it's so beautiful. I feel like podcasting is just such a collaborative environment.
1: Mm -hmm. It definitely is. And I, you know, just being on the other side of those emails, I think that as listeners, we I think, well, I'll speak for myself. Listen, <laughs> listeners can decide if it's true of them. I, I make up stories about, you know, how successful someone is, or or maybe not, that's no, not the right word, but like the results that they get from the work that they do. Right. And um, oftentimes though, you put, you put your podcast out there. And even when you have a good listenership, it's hard to get people to take action. And you don't get that many emails, like the kind of things you're talking about where someone's like, that was really meaningful to me. Instead, it's often like, you put it out in the void and you, I mean, you can see the download numbers. You can see every once in a while someone leaves a review, but it's like, you know, most of the time it's just like you're putting it out there and you just hope that it's landing and you, you have to kind of, you know, do some detective work to really find, you know, find, find those people that are, that are engaged and enjoying it. And so when emails do come back, it is like a really meaningful thing to be like, ah, oh, someone actually cares, cares enough to, to take action and, and thank me for it. So it, it just resonates with me.
0: Yeah. And it is a rare, I think it is a really rare situation. I I think as a listener, you don't, it, it's not something that you, you think about, right? Yeah. You're, you're listening, you're enjoying the conversation, yes. you're enjoying the contents, mm-hmm. but you don't really think to take the next step.
1: And totally.
0: When you're out out on
1: your run or, you know, at the gym or on your commute or cooking dinner, it's like, you're not at your computer ready to like type out an email or something, right? So it it has that added challenge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, going back to something that you said about the guests, and this is something that I hear from a lot of hosts, and that is some do not come to the interview ready to share. Yeah or maybe it takes them a little bit to warm uh-huh. up do uh-huh. you find that there is kind of this moment in your conversation where the guard is down and you're able to maybe ask some more in-depth com- questions yes. to get to get to that like really
1: yeah the really juicy stuff the, yes the really yeah, good, the good stuff, stuff. Yeah. yeah yeah i have so much respect for um uh for like the, the 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 i'm trying to think of um the the name the name like some of the npr you know like terry gross uh,
0: she's yes, like my that's exactly favorite. like terry gross yeah what is, she's like, what's amazing
1: her, she's amazing and like but the challenge that someone like 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 her have is that she's one there's high expectations of course but two like she's interviewing people that have just been through so many interviews and so even like they're probably not even that connected to that to themselves and their stories right because they've told the story so many times that they're just like going through the motions in some ways and I think that's the real challenge is to like find those those points to to um, like Terry Gross does so well to take this conversation to the next level to be insightful enough as an interviewer to like to pay attention to the motion, you know, and to to pay attention to the sub the subtext, if you will, and then ask the right question to get there. Uh, and some some guests are more um, more willing and more able to engage with that than others. Um, some are just, uh, and I think often people who are less experienced in being interviewed are more fun to have on the show because because it's all because it's so there's so much fresh you know so much fresh stuff in the room. I guess. Um, whereas, you know, some people who are are on the tour and doing the circuit and, you know, professional podcasters themselves or whatever, it's like, how do I, how do I get to the next level? How do I get off the talking points? Um, and that's, you know, some of this, the nature of the show that I'm not just, it's not a, just a business show that's looking for strategies and facts and figures, but like more of the lived experience and more of the stories and, um, and, and it does require, I think at its best requires some vulnerability on, on behalf of the, the, um, the guests to, to go there. I try to lead there, you know, as much as I can and be vulnerable myself and have, have my emotions in the room. Um, but it's sometimes a, it's, yeah, sometimes it's challenging to get there.
0: Yeah, it really is. Have you ever had a situation where somebody just has that moment, especially for the folks who are not as experienced Yeah, and maybe they come into a discovery themselves as they're yes. telling a story or working through yes. the conversation
1: yes I have I'm trying to remember um certain people I, I've I've um there's one that was recent and I can't remember the, the I can't remember who it was exactly but I remember going through just talking through thing you know going going through the interview and afterwards that can I just make sure can you please just make sure to you know send me send me this the raw of this because I need to like get this transcribed because of how they had articulated it, like to articulate their concepts, like in that interview felt fresh to them. And that was like really meaningful to me to like, be a part of kind of, you know, making the space for that to come out. Um, and so I think that moments like that are are really great. I've definitely had like the opposite. I've had, you know, um, interviews that I've just have just I've decided not to publish just because it just didn't deliver, you know, Yeah. Um, which is hard. Um, That's a really hard decision. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. Well, cause it's time and effort yeah. on both sides. Right. Yes. So like yes. to communicate to somebody, Hey, yeah. that wasn't exactly what I had anticipated. Yes. The yes. outcome would be. Yes.
1: And- yes. I mean, the funny thing is though, in I've, it's, I could count on one hand, the number of times that I've done that. There's been other times that I feel like I probably should have. They're like, eh, it's okay. Um, there's two in particular that are, that are in mind uh, episodes I decided not to publish. And, um, I never, I just decided like, I'm just not going to publish them. And then, um, just see, see if the guest reaches reach out and then I'll explain it. And they never reach, reached out. And I think that that's indicative of some of you know, maybe their intention of just like getting more, getting publicity through it or whatever. And less like they're, they're not, they don't even care what happens, you know, um, in the, in the interview. So and, may, and I don't know I don't know if that's the right way to treat it it uh, probably would be more respectful for me to say hey I don't know but then then you have to explain it and that's hard too so it's it's a tricky situation
0: yeah I kind of feel like it's one of those situations where you both you both know it's a yeah. chemistry and maybe that's thing it.
1: I hope that's you know?
0: it and maybe nobody <laughs> felt it it's like you know yes yes before you were partnered and you're going on dates and it's just like nobody does anything because you both know
1: yes oh that you is know? such a good that is such a good um analogy I my wife and I have a really good friend we've been my wife and I've been married for um 17 years so it's been a long time since so we've been in like the dating game we have a, a good yeah. friend who's who's in the dating game and love to like live vicariously through her and sometimes <laughs> I ask her questions and she's she's like you know sometimes like within five minutes like there's not going to be another date um <laughs> I was asking, yeah. like, Do you know, like what happens after like how do you, follow? she's like, you just know. I'm like, okay, but it's a parallel here, right? Like maybe we just both knew.
0: Yeah. I mean, I really do think there's something to that. I mean, yeah. we, you know, in our business, we, we book folks on podcasts and a lot of times our clients will come to us and and they'll say like, that wasn't, I didn't feel great about that. Yeah. Yeah, and then the host will come to us and say, yes, I, "I don't I feel, didn't feel great, great on that about either. <laughs> that." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you yes. both know." I mean, it's just one of those things. It is, it, it is interesting how the chemistry of a, of a connection and a conversation yeah. really, is indicative of how the quality of the yes. interview.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. It's absolutely true. Yeah.
0: Do you do intro calls before you jump into an interview? I don't.
1: I did for a while, but then it's just. I mean, that's part of the challenge of podcasting is just how time consuming the whole process is. And yeah, so um moving forward, I likely will. And that's some of what we're doing in thinking about the next season, we being Raj and myself and um actually that that same friend, the one that I, I talked about dating dating things with, um she's she's uh, might be coming on as a co-host as well. And so instead of like the center, I guess that the typical format of our show being, interview-based, we're shifting towards conversation-based. That would be myself, Becca, and Raj, um, very topical. And then the role of of guests would be more like complementing the narrative that's already happening Um, Mm -hmm. rather than—and I think that's that's some of what we're trying to make an adjustment for is if a show is very interview-based, unless you're super focused with the specific demographic that you're reaching, which mine hasn't been, it's been somewhat broad, some skewed towards entrepreneurship— um, it, uh, you you can end up like kind of taking the listener all over the place, you know, like here's this person with their framework. Here's that person with that framework. And it's just like, where's, where's the story of the meaning movement and the story that we're taking listeners on in the midst of all of, all of that. Yeah. Which means some of the the, the part that feels like a heavy lift is like, okay, so then how do we do, um, guest sourcing? Because we have a specific topic. We're trying to find someone who has some experience that they want to um connect with. And because like the the work of the meeting movement is so personal, it really is like kind of asking guests to 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 be vulnerable and share about their stories of burnout or um you know other other uh, struggles along the way of when they've you know had their their business and their their personal goals you know misaligned. And you know some of those those kinds of conversations that are going to be kind of the centerpiece of, of what we're doing with the show it's going to take a little bit more work. So we likely will circle back to doing more, you know, more pre-show interviews um, in, in some format.
0: Yeah, I, I I think that's great though. Like just kind of the focusing, the direction of, of where you're headed um, yeah. as, a, as an organization and also yes. just making sure that the content aligns. Yes. And I mean, just per, perhaps there's like a, an editorial calendar of sorts that you all yep. put out. And yep. it's like, do you match these topics exactly. that we're going to be t- discussing? Great. Yep,
1: Yep. exactly. And I think that's what so we, here. we need to do. So then we could get it to, you know, to a team like yours and say, here are the slots we have. Do you have anybody that fits? Um, which I think would be a great way for us to kind of reframe how we're, how we're working with guests.
0: Yeah. And I think too, for the listeners, taking them along a journey that yes. they are expecting,
1: yes,
0: and and anticipating. So that's yeah. I, I like the I like that. That's yeah. great. I don't think yeah. there's a lot of podcasters that are approaching it that way, and it's yeah. seems very intentional. And and even just yeah. bringing on some co-hosts to mm-hmm. can add some dynamic to that. It's really yes. it's
1: great. Yes. Yes. I've started to hear other podcasters asking similar, similar questions. And so I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see more kind of moving, moving in this direction. Um, and, you know, we're, we're just in the planning stages. We, we just um, this week are releasing the final episode of the last season. And then we're taking a couple months off to get things in place and, and rebuild um, kind of, again, it feels like, uh, I don't know, every couple of years, like you just have to burn everything down and start over. I mean, which isn't, Entirely true. We still have the same feed. We have our reviews. We have people that are subscribed. But from a format standpoint, it's like we're just throwing everything out the window and here we go again. Um, which is fun. Um, but also sometimes a little bit overwhelming and um intimidating.
0: Of course. Yeah. yeah. But now you have some some partners to, yes, to help exactly. carry that. Which
1: is I'm really excited about having more people making the decisions. Um, prior to this, it's always been me, and then you know, I have an editor. And a producer, um, you know, that have, have worked with me, but they're much more in a support role, less of, you know, a vision role. And yeah. I really love having people to collaborate with on the vision side and the feedback side and, and you know, even just um, brainstorming and creative uh, and the creative input.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that it is such a lonely, I mean, podcasting is like you're you're speaking to a lot of different people and you're connecting, but from a host perspective, it's pretty lonely. Yeah.
1: Yes, it definitely can be, which is, is some some of the irony, right? Because it's also can be so, social, right? You're connected with all these guests. But then as far as carrying, you know, carrying the weight, often it, it is lonely.
0: Yeah. And then, so, you know, kind of thinking about as we're wrapping up this conversation, which has been amazing, and I could probably talk for two more hours, yes. but <laughs> I know that that's not what we had planned for. So uh-huh. we might have to do a number two of this. Let's do it. We'd love that that would be great. But just thinking about, I think it's like that transition. So Raj has been on a a few shows with you now already. Yes. What has that felt like?
1: Having him on the show? Yeah, as a co-host. Yeah. yeah, It's been so fun. Partly because like, we we talk about what we want to talk about. um, And then we have a conversation about it. And it's not like I don't know, I, all the other content has either been, you know, interviews that I've set up or had my team set up or solo shows that I've either scripted or at least outlined pretty, like, you know, uh, pretty detailed uh, ahead of time. And so it's it's somewhere in the middle of those where it's like, it's it's just a conversation. It's kind of like an interview, but in some ways it's almost like he's interviewing me, but then we're also interviewing each other. And so it's, just, it's fun. It's really fun. And then to have... To get to do it again and like kind of circle back with it and that's how it how we did it the last um you know the, the times in the last couple of seasons when he's been on it's kind of like a series that's kind of sprinkled in and i've heard you know, from a couple a couple guests uh, or listeners rather that they those have been some of their favorite episodes it's like okay this is this is working people are really enjoying this this conversation and it's been really fun for me to have a space that's like, he, some of his approach is to, like, make space for, for me and my content, more space for me and my content, rather than just kind of, like, dropped in between, you know, um, questions to guests, like, and that's been really fun to, like, have that space and have him help kind of create that space with me, um, and it's, it's a much lighter lift than the previous way of either trying to kind of force it in real quick, little tidbits and frameworks, or, you know, having to create like a whole solo, you know, solo show or piece of solo content around it. So it's been, it's been really fun. And he's just, he's an amazing person and um, great, great. Yeah. Great human, great, great friend.
0: Well, I look forward to listening to more of that. That sounds incredible. And also to so nice to get validation from your listeners, you know, something that feels so good to you. And then to hear other people say, I've really enjoyed those episodes. Hundred percent, some of my favorite.
1: Yes, especially when you know, like, like I already mentioned, just how little feedback you get. To get feedback at all is is special, but then to also have have it be that feedback was, you know, extraordinary.
0: That's that's fantastic, Dan. As you know, just to give our listeners, most of whom are hosts, mm-hmm. any sort of tips, advice, something that you've has kind of stuck with you along this podcasting Uh, journey. Is there anything mm -hmm. that you'd like to leave here?
1: Yeah, That's a a great question. I think that, um, I mean, I think a lot of hosts are already thinking about this, but it feels like worth saying anyways, is like just the importance of listening as a host, um, especially when you're in an interview. Um, and that like, Uh, as a, as a listener, you know, you know, when, when a host is, is, um, taking you on a journey, um, like when they're really representing the listener well in the conversation and that that's because they're actually listening to the conversation. Right. And not just like thinking ahead. And it's hard not to just think, okay, I don't know what the next move is going to be. Um, but I guess I want to challenge hosts to like, to maybe put those, you know, put those questions aside as much as you can and be as present as you can and take those, risks and ask the questions um, honestly, some of my favorite questions, some of my favorite inter- moments in interviews is when I have a curiosity and I don't even know what the question is, but just bringing it up and just saying, you know, I don't know what the question is, but I want to hear you talk about this um, mm-hmm. and just see where that see where that goes. I think that's when like really some of those magic moments like we were talking about really can emerge. Um, so I offer that as a challenge challenge to hosts. And then I think secondly, as I'm thinking through, this is my growth edge is, as, as I've talked about, is like really thinking about the listener experience and who, who the listeners are, what are their biggest questions and needs and how can you as a host serve, serve them and let that be your guiding question as far as like how you do content and format and sequencing and all of that. And you know, as you're building your editorial calendar, Um obviously that's, that's where I'm trying to grow my show. So it's, very front and um, center in my mind, but want to challenge other hosts to, to do similarly.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that that I, I especially love the challenge of getting hosts to really tune in to the conversation and letting it flow because I do think that so many hosts come to an interview with a list of questions yes. that they are insistent on yes. asking. Yes, even if and it and it is. Oh, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a format for sure. And it's a way to, to run a podcast. Mm -hmm. But it is a little like for a listener to be taken on this journey that maybe doesn't necessarily flow so well. Yes. Yes. It can be a little jarring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like reading through an outline of a book or something. It's like, here's a topic. Here's a topic. Here's a topic without like, you know, the ebbs and flows that connect the, you're connecting all the dots, I guess. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time to be on hosted. Will you please share with everyone tuning in where they can find you?
1: Yes, absolutely. And first, just thank you so much for having me and listeners. uh, You're, you're listening to some good stuff here. So, um, I love that. Um, you can find me at The Meaning Movement, wherever you're listening. Um, just search for The Meaning Movement or search for my name. You'll find, find my show um, or go to themeaningmovement.com. Um, I, if you're interested in software and building software, I'm looking for more founders to build with, at 923.co. And if you're making speech-based content and want to repurpose that into short-form video, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Reels, those kinds of things, check out Videosnap.io, which is the software I'm building to scratch my own itch of getting my podcast in front of more listeners. So, thanks so much for having me, Brandy.
0: Yeah, thanks, Dan. And I I can um, vouch for the very um, the coolness of of Video Snap. It is amazing. When Dan gave me a tour, it it definitely it landed with me um and ended up having my team take a look at it. And I'm pretty sure that we will we yes. will be engaging with the platform. I so can't is, I can't wait. I can't wait to see an...
1: more. It's so fun to see when, when you see a video and you're like, that's that's one of ours. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> when you know that someone's out there using the platform. So I can't wait to see more um more from your team with video Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And it's like Oh, it's so incredible for podcast hosts, repurposing content. It's so amazing. So definitely check that out. Check out Dan's podcast, rate and review, show Dan some love, send him an email. Yes. Let him know. Yes. You're tuning in.
1: I love it. I love
0: it. Dan, thank you so much. And thanks to everyone out there listening to Hosted. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hosted, a podcast brought to you by KitCaster, a podcast booking agency. If you want to find out more about KitCaster, about Hosted, find us on all of the relevant social channels and tune in to more episodes of Hosted. Take care.